Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios, on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. And the enemies of freedom abound, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome inside the ranch's Sig Sauer Studios today in front of the Daniel Defense Microphone in this hour of the program. X Insurance is presenting all of it. If you want to watch this broadcast in high definition, as long as you're not driving, please visit armedamericanradio.com. You can do that every day between 4 and 6 p.m. Eastern, 1 and 3 Pacific time. If you would like to participate in the chat, you can do that by downloading the Telegram messaging app and searching Armed American Radio Conversations. If you're watching the show, convertible hair, don't care. Been a beautiful day today. Head the top down for a little bit. I hope the weather's nice where you are. Let's get started with Craig Deleuze, who's running for Congress out in California. We've got him for the hour. He's got a huge message, and he is literally behind enemy lines in California. Craig, how are you, my friend? I am doing well, sir. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. That's not offensive to say you're behind enemy lines in California, is it? No, most definitely not. You know, there's a lot of really good people out here who are being held captive by the uh, by the uh, dictator Gavin Mussolini and the rest of the Democrat uh, policy posse here in uh, in California. <laughs> FCC requirements. Let's be careful, right? Did you say? <laughs> did you say? Did you say Mussolini? <laughs> Gavin Mussolini. Yes. <laughs> What's well? well look, What's he up to now in California? I, I, to me, it fascinates me. Like, I couldn't wake up in the morning knowing that Hockle was my governor in New York, for example, or that Newsom was my governor in California. So to me, that's I, I, I couldn't do it. I know that sounds crazy, but politically speaking, I just couldn't do it. What's he up to you know, today? He's always got something up his sleeve. Well, let's, today, did he do anything to shock you today? Not, he hasn't done anything to shock me today, uh, but you know, just recently they passed some, uh, or they're, they're right now they're pushing some the issue of, of marketing. So the the courts basically just uh, they upheld the the right of uh, firearms manufacturers and retailers to be able to advertise. And and what they wanted to do with the state of California, the governor wanted to make it so that you couldn't have advertising that quote unquote targeted or went after promoted to quote unquote children. Now, mind you, um, it was just it was the complete idiocracy, because if you think about it, minors cannot purchase firearms. But the whole goal was, quite frankly, was to make it so that people couldn't advertise. In other words, they're trying to violate your free speech rights if you dare to 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 be in the industry of advocating for and and facilitating the Second Amendment. And, and I just don't understand how you can be against the idea of allowing, of facilitating and promoting the facilitation of a constitutional right. 
Yeah, and let's, ladies and gentlemen, he, Craig is talking about uh, the three-judge panel decision handed down on September 13th, I believe is the date, Craig, in the gun ban ad that we're talking about. And the Ninth right. Circuit denied yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, we spoke about it yesterday, but we've got somebody in California that's plugged in. We'll talk a little bit about this. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, as we refer to them as the Ninth Circus, denied yesterday a request to hear an en banc, a request to rehear it en banc, meaning the full full circuit panel. And they found that the California ban on those gun advertisements, as Craig was just alluding to, in this particular case, it was Junior Sports Magazines, is, quote unquote, mm -hmm. likely unconstitutional. Did that shock you coming out of the Ninth Circus? I have never, in, in all of the time that I have been involved in the Second Amendment movement, ever heard of the Ninth Circuit refuse an en banc to, to the gun control advocates. I've never, I've never heard it. Well, we get denied all the time. Uh, right. I mean, you know, every time, put it this way, usually if, if gun rights advocates uh, win at the, at the three-judge panel, then it's almost always going to go on bunk. If we lose, then we never get on bunk. In this particular case, we won, and it didn't go on bunk. So the only place they have left to go is the Supreme Court. And we know what's going to wind up happening if they go there. Yeah, that's not going to be heard. I don't think, I don't think, well, I don't know. Can I, can I say this? I don't know that Rob Bonta or Newsom is stupid enough to try to get cert at the Supreme Court, but actually they may be. And guys, if you want to know how important president is, you know, how important President Trump is, it was Judge Kenneth Lee, who was a Donald Trump appointee. Craig, I'm sure you're aware of this, that wrote the panel's majority mm -hmm. opinion, noting, and I'll quote here, that the panel's first conclusion was, quote, that because California permits minors, permits minors under supervision to possess, to possess and use firearms for hunting and other lawful activities, the marketing firearms to minors law facially regulates speech that concerns lawful activity and is not misleading. And he concluded with this, that the marketing firearms to minors law does not directly and materially advance California's substantial interest in reducing gun violence and the unlawful use of firearms by minors. There was no evidence in the record that a minor in California has ever unlawfully bought a gun, let alone because of an ad. California cannot straightjacket the First Amendment by, on the one hand, allowing minors to possess and use firearms, and then on the other hand, banning truthful advertisements about that lawful use of firearms. But, Craig, I think the bigger story here is that it never stops California from trying, ever. Oh, no, no. We had the former chairman of, this, of the California Assembly Public Safety Committee said, yeah, we, we don't do the Constitution here. We don't concern ourselves with the Constitution. And quite frankly, they don't. They're, they're, they believe that they, in, in, here in California, they believe that their job is to do whatever it is that they want to do in order, in order to impose the greater good according to uh, according to their will, and uh, they have got to be stopped. If you look at who is running, I mean, let's put it this way: Kamala Harris came from California. Nancy Pelosi came from California. Uh, you you got Gavin Newsom, who is uh, the for lack of a better term, Plan B for president for candidacy for president of the United States for the Democrats. California, in particular, the Bay Area of California, is doing everything that they can to try and uh, circumvent the rights of all Americans. And so any opportunity that anyone has to stop any of these left-wing liberals here in the state of California, uh, I, I encourage you to take every step to, to try and do so. Isn't that undemocratic behavior? What they're talking about doing? Oh, most definitely.
then isn't that the threat to democracy, Craig? Because they're telling us that Trump and, and MAGA movement, which means anybody that doesn't think like them, is a threat to democracy. Yet they're threatening democracy all day. Well, but keep in mind, see, for them, democracy isn't one man, one vote. For them, democracy is uh, do what we tell you. It is the greater good. It is the, you know, allowing the quote unquote experts, experts in their own eyes to decide to make the decisions for the rest of the world in terms of, you know, what firearms you can own, what you can what you can say, uh, how to raise your children, how to spend your money. Uh, they want to dictate to you how to live your life according to their values. How's that working out for you in California right now? Economically? Well, it, I mean, it's, it's not. If you take a look at it, we just, I mean, we are now facing a 73, or is this, no, I'm sorry, now a 73 or $78 billion uh, deficit. That's after having a $90 billion surplus a little over a year ago. Um, we've got businesses, when I say businesses, I mean employers leaving the state of California right and left. Uh, we've got, uh, through this law AB5 that was passed, we have about 4.5 million gig workers, which are basically small business independent contractors, put out of business in the state of California. You go downtown in any major city within this state, and it is like a homeless encampment. It looks like a third world nation. That's how it's doing for us here in California. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Gavin Newsom. I, I know we've only got about a minute in this segment left, so let, let me kind of just set it up with this. I want to stay with Newsom because Newsom is a threat not just to Californians, but he's a threat to um, the rest of the country. Then you mentioned that he is Plan B. It, I, I will tell you, I've had a chance to watch him watch him work up close. He is as he is slick. He is very, very slick. He is politically wise, but he is uh, he is dangerous. His, he doesn't. He is not an ideologue. He is someone who he, he will do whatever he has to do and support whatever he has to support in order to gain power. He is very, very dangerous. He is a liar and he is a very convincing liar. And uh, he will try to sell the rest of the nation that what he's doing in California is working. And I'm pretty sure that most Californians, when you talk to them, will tell you it ain't working so hot for those of us who live here. If the problem, we're getting ready to take a break. We'll continue this conversation with Craig Deleuze. And we'll tell you a little bit about where he's running and all that good stuff where you can support his candidacy. Ooh, you say slick. I'm going to add slippery to that, too. This guy, I got to tell you, I got to hand it to him. I mean, you got to give credit where it's due. This guy's smooth, and he gets away with it. Well, he also has a lot of help from the mainstream media. Craig Deleuze, running for Congress, will tell you all about that when we come back from this break. Much more to talk about. We'll stay on the subject of Newsom, though, and we'll ask Craig some pointed questions and maybe make some predictions for us about that plan B. We'll be right back. Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Daniel Defense is freedom, passion, and precision. Welcome back inside the Six Hour Studios with me, Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom on the Daniel Defense microphone. All of it is being brought to you. 
by that great insurance company, X Insurance. Welcome back. Let's go right back to Craig Deleuze. Craig, welcome back, my friend. Thanks for being here today. I, I do appreciate it. I'm on your website. It is Craig Deleuze, C-R-A-I-G-D-E-L-U-Z dot com. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the issues that you're running on later on in the hour. We've got you for three more segments. It moves quick, as you know, so we'll get as much in as we can get. Welcome back to the program, my friend. Tell people where you're running, what you're doing, and what your me. current background is. So uh, currently, I am uh, I'm a small business. I'm a new digital. Com- Craig, we're dropping you a little bit. Can you move oh, somewhere? Where- yeah, let me- let's try that. Cell phones. We're trying to get on. There we go. Oh, cell phones, gotta love them. Um, but specifically, I work with people trying to help them get online. We do everything from build website. Yeah, uh, uh, social media management, all that fun stuff. Yeah, hey, Craig, we're gonna. Uh, my producer is going to give you a call right back. We're, so if you would hang up, we're going to call you right back from the line at the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get Craig back in here. For me, the conversation is too important. We want you to be able to hear what it is he's saying. And in a couple seconds, I'm going to hear in my little ears. We've got Craig back on, and hopefully it's a great connection. What I want to do is direct you right now while we have this little break to CraigDeleuze.com. Running for Congress in California. Some of the issues that he's covering and we're running on, I should say, reducing homelessness, unleashing California's economy, giving parents choices, a return to public safety. Yeah, that means funding cops, not defunding cops and helping to eliminate crime or as best as possible in California and bolstering our national security and securing the border. We've got Craig back in. Craig, let's try that again. Continue, my friend. Uh, so anyway, so I basically, I'm a small business owner here in Sacramento. Uh, I've spent the last decade working with groups like the California Republican Assembly, the Firearms Policy Coalition, Florida Carry. Uh, I host a program called The Rundown with Mike Pilworski from Arms Room Radio. Um, I've been working, and most of my adult life has been about working, you know, to advance the values that are important to me. I've spent a decade working in the California legislature for a couple of solid conservative members, I spent a period of time working with the California Chamber of Commerce, fighting job killers in the California legislature. So uh, advocacy and uh, fighting for fundamental rights are are, are key. And I think if you take a look at my website, you'll see the issues that are important to me pretty much stem from that. You know, the the, the belief in, 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 you know, the number one job of government is to protect its citizens from enemies, both foreign and domestic. Uh, I, I believe we've got a major issue right now. The number one issue when I talk with anybody has to do with crime. They are concerned because people just do not feel safe. They don't feel safe in their homes. They don't feel safe in the streets. They don't feel safe in the park. They don't feel safe when they go shopping. And that's because we've, we've gone from law and order to a, a chaos. And no, nowhere is that more evident than here in California. Yeah, well said. When you talk about safe in your homes, I feel very safe in my home. I'm armed to the teeth. Now, I I say that for a reason. There are millions of armed Californians as well. Do they not feel safe? Is it because they're afraid to use their weapons? Should something happen? Do they do they have fears about self-defense that I don't have in a freer state? Well, there's only only about 28 percent of Californians have a firearm in the home. So it's not a majority. It's a in fact, it's a significant minority. And, And in particular, in the communities or in the places where you probably should be should have a firearm, they're probably less likely to have a firearm. 
And some of that is just the way in which states like California have made it so complicated to comply with California law when it comes to firearms. But like you, I feel safe. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I train regularly. My mm-hmm. son-in-law who lives with us trains regularly. My daughter trains regularly. Uh, my wife knows how to handle a firearm. She doesn't train as often as, uh, as I would like. Uh, but the, needless to say, if someone decided they broke into this house, they would, uh, well, they, they, they would get to know Jesus. <laughs> Quickly, that percentage, yeah. uh, that's the first time I've heard that percentage, believe it or not. I, I, I sat there and I thought, I did not know that. Would you say it was 26% or 28%? About, 20, about, about 28% of Californians own firearms. Considering way, it's the most popular the most state in the nation. Yeah, there are about 4.5 million firearms in the state of California that we know of. Now that we know of, there's registration right. in California. So shouldn't they know? Well, yes and no, because so what happens is when you purchase a firearm, it goes into what's called APHIS or the automated firearm system. So it's only if you buy a firearm or transfer a firearm within the state of California. So. If you moved to the state of California and you had firearms, they don't know. They don't. They do not know about those. Uh, if you were, if you purchased them before APHIS, and I can't remember exactly what year they started that the automated firearm system, uh, but if you own the firearm before then, then you're not. Then you're not in the system. They wouldn't know what firearms you own. If uh, you've done uh, well now, if you've done a home build, you're supposed to have a serial number for it now. Uh, so if you did that and you registered it, then your then that firearm would be an atheist as well. By the way, speaking of that, I don't know if I talked with you about this last time, but now they're proposing both a an annual registration of firearms in the state of California. Yeah, of course, to be accompanied by a nice little fee, <laughs> maybe to help reduce that $73 billion budget deficit, which, by the way, is growing by the minute in California. Next time you come on the program, it's probably going to be over 80. So, yeah, of course they are. That's not a shock. Uh, you know, I, As long as you guys don't go the Hawaii route and decide there's some California spirit law that supersedes our Constitution, which I wouldn't put past anybody, including Newsom. But every time you think they can't lower the bar, they dig the hole deeper and lower the bar. They just do. And I think what you just mentioned is proof positive of that. An annual registration? Oh, yeah. Now, imagine this. So imagine you own well, you own multiple firearms. In this case now, it literally would be cost prohibitive. So in other words, uh, people would literally, if you're low income, uh, and they now they're, they're also talking about having you require insurance on your firearms. So if you have to have insurance, you have to go through a registration process every year. You have to buy the firearm. You have to pay a surtax on any firearm or ammunition that you buy. If you're low income, you're not going to be able to exercise your right. In other words, only the rich or the wealthy are going to be able to exercise the right to keep and bear arms in the state of California. Isn't that by design? I mean, that is exactly what they want, is it not? Well, exactly. I mean, Cal- especially in California, uh, gun control has always been about keeping, quote unquote, those people from owning firearms. And now those people are anyone who's not part of the, the, the liberal elite establishment. Um, you know, and it, it goes all the way back to 1870. Uh, they passed a law prohibiting uh, the sale of firearms and ammunition to Native Americans. 1923, they passed laws prohibiting the sale of ammunition to 
then Mexicans, now we refer to them as Latinos or Chinese. Uh, and then in the 1960s with the Mulford Act, uh, specifically targeting the Black Panther Party. Unbelievable. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, every time I talk with Craig, I learn something new about what's going on behind that blue curtain or that blue wall in California. Interesting stuff. We have two more segments. Buckle in. They're going to fly right by. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense continues from the six-hour studio, brought to you by X Insurance right after this. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yes, welcome back to the show indeed. Mark Walters, third segment of the uh, of the broadcast today, the national broadcast, hour one of the program. X-Insurance presenting it all. Welcome back to the six-hour studios with me. I am filling your prescription for freedom in front of the Daniel Defense microphone today. It's garbage day at the ranch today. And I guess when you're talking about California, that kind of fits the category. California's got a lot of garbage laws. Craig DeLuz running for Congress. Uh, what district are you running in again? It's six. It's the sixth congressional district representing basically northeastern Sacramento County. Northeastern Sacramento County. You know, I, I, it pains me to see what's going on in California. It's a beautiful place. I have visited California many times over the years. And it is geographically... Uh, geologically i mean it's just gorgeous it really is a truly beautiful place there's something for everyone in california but craig they've wrecked it i think i told you this last time i had you on the air the last time i landed in california i felt like i needed a passport it didn't even feel like a part of the states as i knew it years ago brother it's really sad to see a bunch of the places that i that i very much used to enjoy going to you can't go to um, although when we when we have like dignitaries come in, you know, like like Chairman G or here in Sacramento, we had Leonardo DiCaprio filming a movie in downtown Sacramento. You know, they find a way to clean up everything, you know, while they're in town, while the, the celebrities are in town. But uh, other than that, uh, it's just it's making it harder and harder. To, you can't go down to the park. I mean, right up the street from me, I have within walking distance, I have a bike trail that along that bike trail, there is trash. There are pipes and needles and encampments and right alongside, you know, relatively new home developments. People who, like, spent their life savings to purchase a home are now stuck because places like the city of Sacramento or politicians in Sacramento or in California absolutely positively refuse to do their jobs and protect the people who put them in office, protect the people who pay their taxes. Yeah, I I, uh, I watch this. It fascinates me. And what fascinates me is they keep getting elected over and over and over again. And I don't know what that says about the electorate in California. Well, some of it has to do with the fact that they have a, a wholly complicit media. Local media won't do anything. They trying to get them to cover this race and talk about what's going on and compare the candidates is almost impossible. The, the newspapers of record uh, only will endorse Democrat incumbents. And the only mm-hmm. time they'll endorse a Republican is if it's clear a Republican is going to win that seat. Then they'll probably wind up, they'll more than likely wind up endorsing the incumbent, just so that they can say that they endorsed Republicans. 
But when it comes to the issues, and I, you know, I, I always look at the Sacramento Bee as an example. If you go through and you read their editorials, they have supported and advocated for every single policy that has ruined the state of California, and they simply refuse to take uh, to take responsibility for it and, and acknowledge that, that the reason why we are where we are is because of them and the politicians. And if they're, if they're not going to cover it, then how are the people to find out? Now, what I will tell you is this. Is those things seems to be changing, and I, and I give you an example. I, I don't know if I've told you this example before, but uh, my barbershop is in Del Paso Heights. Anyone who knows Sacramento knows Del Paso Heights is is not a conservative area. It's not a conservative community. I've for decades I've been going to this barbershop, and and I've always I always get the you know the the obligatory how's your boy Trump yada 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 because I'm usually the lone Republican there. Mm-hmm. To a person, the last three times I've been in the barbershop. They're all telling me they're voting for Trump. They're all telling me they're sick and they're tired. One guy was, one guy was sitting in the chair, and he was like, "Look, to be honest with you, man, my my pockets were fatter when Trump was president. Basically, meaning he had more money in his pocket. He understood that that Biden just wasn't cutting it. And people are realizing that more and more. And the thing that we have to do as Republicans is number one, realize that there are a lot of people in the Democratic Party who are being held hostage. And uh, they just don't know. And so we have to help educate them. We got to, you know, we got to give them the opportunity to choose between the red pill and the blue pill. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that. Barbershop conversations matter. Oh, yeah. I, that, that's, that's, you know, that's, you hear a lot of these conversations. And I, we could possibly be at a watershed moment in California. Now, I've, you can correct me if you think I'm wrong. I think it's a generational shift that's going to have to occur in California. This is not going to, this battleship's not going to turn on a dime. However, there are some rumblings, as you just mentioned, and we're seeing it within the urban minority community, the black communities that are fed up with illegal immigration as they feel it's taking their resources away from them. And they are correct. My response to that is quit depending on government and depend on yourself, number one. But while you're in that process, they're beginning to sense and I'm beginning to hear I'm not voting for a Democrat this go around. Right. And it's, you know, the thing you talked about in terms of it being generational, I I have literally spent the last 30 years working within the California Republican Party to get them to understand that, look, this is about building relationships. And the problem we have as a party is we only we politics is gaining is about taking ground. Right. It's, it's like war. It's, war is about taking ground. Well, if you're never willing to advance and in this, then you're never going to win. And in California, the challenge is, is that we only show up during election season. We don't take people seriously. We act as if, well, you know what? These people in this neighborhood are always going to vote Democrat, so I'm not going to bother to do anything. Instead of saying, look, let me build some long-term relationships. What I've done is I've got long-term relationships. I've worked with California black media, with the local black newspaper, for well over a decade. Uh, I've, I've been on the school board for almost 20 years in an area that's like – 52% English language learner, 92% for in reduced lunch, which means it's a low-income community. I, I am elected and established in the most liberal part of the district, and I have positive name ID. That's the sort of things, those are the sorts of things that we need to be doing. And even with that, it's not about changing people's minds about where they stand on issues. It's about just identifying the people that agree with us. They just don't know it yet. They think they agree with, uh, with the point. Democrats. 
Yeah, you know, that's they a think great they agree point. With the yeah. Well, but they think these... they do, but okay, that's where Newsom gets scary because he's able to convince people convincingly that they agree with him because he talks a big game. But that is, is not being reflected on the streets well, when people are afraid to walk around with their watch on in Beverly Hills. Craig, come on. Well, I'll tell you, this is an example of how smart he is. Now, I want you to think about the personalities at Fox News. And I'll just say this. Sean Hannity is very good at preaching to the choir. But when it comes to actually taking on and debating and challenging those on the left uh, as policymakers, he's horrible at it. And that's who that is. It's, it's, it's no it's no accident that Sean Hannity was the one that he decided to go after. If he had tried that with Laura Ingram or if he had tried it with Tucker Carlson, when Tucker Carlson was there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's no way. Even if he had done it with uh, oh, what's her name, the Faulkner. I mean, any one of those people, any one of the other more more uh, uh, deeper minds or deeper thinkers there. Uh, but that just goes to show you how good he is. He got up there and he started spouting off these statistics, answering a question that nobody asked him. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. Anyway. It was cringeworthy to be. And I'm not knocking Sean, but just I'm I'm talking about Newsom himself. His his responses and the way he deflects and the way he, you know, dodges. He's extremely polished. I'll say this. His his slickness will not will not fly in the heartland of America. We know when we're being sold a bill of goods. Now it will in the it will in the big cities. He you know his base will be shored up. There's no question about that. But you get him out in farmland, the vast majority of middle America are going to see right through that guy. And they also see what's going on in California. Craig, we're getting ready to take a break. When we come back, I want to pivot back to Biden and some things that I mentioned to my listeners yesterday and get your opinion and your take on it because it will then turn back to the conversation that we're having with Newsom. Why? You'll see in just a moment, ladies and gentlemen, but it is the natural, oh, I don't know, we're going to round the bases. Let me put it this way. We'll slide back into home when we come back in the final segment of Hour 1 of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense here in the Six Hour Studios. All of it brought to you by the great X Insurance. We'll be right back. This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Uh, Back to the show, indeed. One final segment here in Armed American Radio's Sig Sauer Studios. Daniel Defense, Mike, lit up for you. X-Insurance presenting it all every day. Make sure to check out all of our partners that make this show possible six days a week. Barrel Buddy. Visit BarrelBuddy.com. It will change the way, revolutionize the way, you clean your guns. In fact, you'll probably start looking forward to cleaning your guns. That's what it's done for me. BarrelBuddy.com. By the way, feed those guns with PT Ammo. PT Ammo.com. Want some great training? Just want to learn about it? Simply visit the website at WAFT, where our families train. The website is WOFT.com. Send them, a, send them an email. They'll send you back information. Take a look at this training. The scenario-based training is unlike anything you've ever seen before. Philip's a great guy over there. Revolutionary new techniques. 
You'll love it. Waft. W-O-F-T dot com. Get your goat guns at goatguns.com. Join arms list. Use the promo code AAR and get that first month for 99 cents. Check them out. That is armslist.com, America's firearms marketplace. Cutting Edge Firewood had a huge Cutting Edge Fire going here at the ranch last night. CuttingEdgeFirewood.com. They ship all over the country. Feed your barbecue smokers with Cutting Edge and make sure to pick up some Heaven's Harvest emergency food supplies. HeavensHarvest.com. Huge sale going on. I believe that ends over there today. And make sure to check out MyPillow.com and support Mike for supporting the right to bear arms. Pick up some slippers. Use the promo code AAR. MyPillow.com slash Armed American Radio. Craig DeLuz, welcome back. Had to get a little business out of the way, my brother. Let's go back to, I'm going to ask you for some predictions here, but here's what I told my audience yesterday. Joe Biden is completely unelectable. He will not win in November. Here's why. Just these three. Now, there are others, but here's three that stand out. Recent poll, 26% of respondents gave Biden a thumbs up on his handling of immigration. He loses the election on that alone if that poll were taken nationwide. Number two, Go buy groceries today, ladies and gentlemen. Put $200 bills in your pocket and see what that gets you. Number three, he is a feeble old man. The, re- the world sees it. He's likely not even going to remember his name come Inauguration Day on January 25th, 2025. Now, I could go into crime statistics and everything else, Craig, but he is not electable. He is not going to win. Whoever is running on the major ticket, whether it was Trump or anybody else, is going to beat him, period. Do you agree with that? And if that's the case, I could say the same thing about why he might drop out using those three examples as well and throwing crime in there, et cetera. But if he does, then Newsom by the 31st of March, what what are your predictions here? What do you do? You agree with me or disagree with me on that assessment? Well, I I agree with you. I do not believe that he can win. And then I'll throw it. The fourth is the fact that he and all of those around him and throughout the entire Democratic Party are in denial about all three things that you just mentioned. They literally are standing before TV cameras and before reporters, and they are saying, they are saying, do not believe your lying eyes. Do not, what you are hearing is not the truth. Do not believe it. Believe what I am telling you. That's what they are saying. And the American public is just not buying it. Now, do I believe that he is going to pull out? I don't believe, I don't believe he will. Honestly, unless Jill Biden, uh, pulls him aside and convinces him. I think she is probably the only person that can convince him not to run again. He has settled in his mind that he is the only person that can beat Donald Trump, despite the fact that there are several other folks who poll better against Donald Trump than, uh, than, uh, than does the current president. But even still, I, I just, they all, I don't, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you are, Gretchen Whitmer, whether you are Shapiro from Pennsylvania or you are Gavin Newsom, you have to run on the same exact record that Joe Biden is running on. The only advantage you have is you're not you're not you're not senile. And that's really about it. Does Newsom throw his hat in the ring? He's got until, I believe, March 31st to do that. Does he do it? He has to pressure Biden. No, he will not pressure Biden. He will absolutely positively will not. He is laying the groundwork now for either a presidential run that he I believe I believe the time to look at it is going to be at the Democratic Convention. That is when they're going to try and make a move. And the reason why is because right now Biden is going to take all of this heat and they're going to believe that between September 2024 and Election Day, they're going to be able to to 
obfuscate and lie about who about who Gavin Newsom is or who Gretchen Whitmer is and what's going on in the states that they run so that they can and they're going to run them as a well these are the moderate democrats and they're not Ooh. they're not going to do the same stuff that Biden did even though you and I both know they're going to do the same exact thing that's interesting i um to me that would be and i don't want to give the democrats any pointers not that they need them but that would be a huge mistake to demonize those people who might eventually they may eventually come to depend on which would be clearly newsome maybe a whitmer her name is out there as well neither of which i believe are electable however i i don't know i don't know if they it's it's going to be hard to tell it's going to be fun to watch, right? It's fun to watch. It's going to be. It's going to give us a lot to talk about. It'll be fun to watch. See, you and I look at the policies that they implement and the results of those policies. The, the Democratic voters and sadly many independent voters are going to look at what is the press and the media saying. What is yeah. academia saying? Is the are they going to be able to generate an excitement about them? Kind of like the excitement they had about Barack Obama, and you know. Barack Obama, the more we learned about him, the less we liked. But that's the thing is they're, they're, I, that's why I believe it doesn't make any sense for them to get into a race now, because if they get into the race now, one, they're competing against Joe Biden. Two, that means they're on the national stage longer, which means their flaws are more easily revealed. So I say, have them come out of the convention. They're going to they're going to take it over at the convention. They're going to take over all of his big packs. They're going to have all of that money that Biden has raised, and they're going to try and take that on the big push from September to uh, to Election Day in November. Is it going to be enough time for him? I don't believe so. I, I think here's the thing. If Donald Trump can focus on the, on the Biden record, on the Democrat record and what they've done, in particular if he focuses on the record, then he can look to each one of them, whether it's Whitmer or whether it's Newsom or whether it's Shapiro, and say, they're the same people. They're just a younger version of Joe Biden. They're going to implement the same policies. They're going to, to fail you in the same exact way. There's no way that they are going to be able to make America great again the way in which Donald Trump did during his first term in office. Yeah, he, uh, he simply has to make a comparison on, on the record between himself and what happened to the United States under Joe Biden. And the campaign slogan is going to likely be, I loved when he said it before, what have you got to lose? You see what they're doing to the country today. Is this the direction you want to go? And if Trump stays focused on that, and for crying out loud, talks about guns and gun rights, he's unbeatable. You're looking at a landslide. And making political predictions like that, Craig, is is tough to do, particularly if you happen to believe that the Democrats are not going to go down without a fight. And by that, I mean the election itself and the integrity of the election. Craig, real fast, tell people again where they can go and support your candidacy, please. CraigDeluz.com, CraigDeluz.com, C-R-A-I-G-D-E-L-U-Z.com. Thank you, Brian Brother. Looking forward to bringing you back, and we're going to do everything we can here to get you elected. We want people to hear your voice. California, make a change, man. It's pretty simple. Appreciate You've got you, a great guy right here. Craig Deleuze, thank you, brother. appreciate it very much. CraigDeleuze.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Hour 2 is coming up with a repeat of Dave Workman. See you on the radio.
your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. (laughs) 